This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And what means always my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only man type today because Egypt is in the finals. The one and only John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing and how excited he is for Egypt being in the finals, guys, you know what it is. I need you all to subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't done so already, we're on all audio streaming platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. We are there. Also, if you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave us a comment. That helps oh so greatly. We're also on YouTube now. So make sure to go type in Nick's Jets, etc. Look for our page. Subscribe to the page. Hit that notification bell. That way you know when new episodes drop. And make sure to hit the like button when you watch any of the videos. Also, we got Winning Picks Weekly. John and video producer Greg go down the NFL slate. We got the Super Bowl coming up. They're going to give you their takes, prop bets, money lines. You, they, they got the whole thing covered. And don't worry, they got NBA action coming down the pipeline as well. So, and I'm going to hop on some of that because prop betting has been a little fun for me lately. I got, I got a little pissed. I was missed. I missed one, John. I missed one. Nikola Jokic just needed to get 26 points. And I got another $100 with a $20 bet for the. Uh, don't I, tell I, me. Gonna, don't tell me about close I calls, know. dude. I had $15 on 13K. The Knicks, well, they were up by 20. They had to win. And IQ had to hit just two three pointers, oh, and I had like man. eleven to twelve props in there. Oh, I feel yeah, you, I know, but yeah, man. winning picks weekly, man. We'll be on. We'll start. We're gonna get on those props soon. Uh, NBA stuff. We'll start getting on uh, games uh, week by week. We'll have the Tratocaster on there, and of course, the Super Bowl is here, man. For sure, for sure. And any and by the way, everyone, the next the other next episode. If you're just on the podcast, it is coming up. Got some technical difficulties right now. Our video producer Greg has a power outage. So if you haven't seen any of the videos coming up, it will be, they will be rolling out. Don't worry. We just got a little technical difficulties right now, but those are, that's hopefully will be situated or taken care of. I should say very soon. But last and not least, everyone, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We are there. Now, with that being said, my man, John Malika, how are you doing, bro? You got Egypt in the finals today. You're wearing your red. Egypt jersey today. Salah, Ooh. baby. I was about to say that's got to be Salah. Not Robert Salah, the New York Jets. Salah of the soccer team. How you feeling, man? What's going on? I know you're getting hyped for today at 2 o'clock to watch that game. What's that? What's going on? I'm good, man. Yeah, I mean, Egypt is a big part of this household. Soccer, big part of this household. My dad's a huge soccer fan. We went to the World Cup together uh, in Russia. We followed Egypt around. They absolutely sucked. <laughs> but we were able to get uh, a couple other games in there, but America wasn't even in it. So they sucked even more. So I was really annoyed about that. Uh, but here we are, African Cup of Nations, uh, the best team in Africa. Egypt has had a tough go of it. Three overtime games in a row. Fresh off a Knicks overtime game. Like overtimes has been part of my life recently. <laughs> uh, and they had a red card for the manager. They got injuries. So it, this is a crazy game. And we got Salah and uh, Sadio Mane. Going up against each other, the two Liverpool players. It's just a really cool game, man. Egypt playing Senegal the next three games in a row. The finals here, and then they're playing each other two times in a row to see who's going to make it to the World Cup. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's just really cool stuff in the soccer world, and it's easy to get my mind to that because the Jets, they had a cool senior bowl. We'll get to that next episode. Trey McBride, the tight end that we were talking about, had an amazing game. But, dude, the New York Knicks, man, the New York, we're here for the New York Knicks, and the New York Knicks have been driving me insane. I was this close to making it to L.A. to see my brother to, and to go to that game. He was there with a friend of his and his wife. And, dude, what a game I would have been <laughs> would have been at to, to be up 20, go to overtime, and then lose. I'm, I'm glad that this ice storm, I'm not glad that it's ruined Greg Albert, or, uh, Video producer Greg's, you know, time, his management for being able to, you know, get our video out, technical difficulties. I wasn't able to get on a plane because of the weather, the ice storm. But, dude, I don't know how I would have been able to <laughs> react right now if I was there at that game. It was sick. The whole time I was like, 
oh, man, I can't believe I'm missing RJ's breakout game. You know, Jules is back. I'm so pissed. I could have been at this Lakers game. LeBron is there. It would have been sick because the tickets were cheap because he was out until like the last minute. It would have been an awesome experience. <laughs> but, dude, what an ending, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, this is this was rough, like absolutely <laughs> rough because I had, you know, we had Danny Beyond. I expected this to be a win. I went on Knicks Weekly last week on Knicks Fan TV. You can always find me over there. Uh, it's either drops every Sunday or Monday based on the Knicks schedule. I predicted two and one this week. I got one. I got the Kings. I knew we were going to lose to the Grizzlies. Like Lakers, I thought we were going to do it, man. I thought, we, all we, had had it. It. we all we had, had it. We all had it. All three of us had the W. The Knicks had the W. The LeBron, AD, doesn't matter. We were good to go the whole game. And then, and then we just weren't. And you saw it coming the whole time, man. It did not feel like a Lakers fake comeback. We know about fake comebacks from the Knicks side. When the Lakers started roaring back, I was just like trying to hold the wall, but I, I knew, I knew it was about to like come crashing in on us. You were like, uh, the, the Knights watch just trying to hold the, <laughs> hold the wall, man, making sure the, the White Walkers weren't coming through. That's how it felt, man. And look, Lakers rallied back. Uh, on the heels of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you know, and Malik Monk, those guys were really performing. The guy that we continue to slander because the stands just stink. Uh, Russell Westbrook got benched in the fourth, even playing the overtime. And let that be a lesson to you guys. Stop hyping this man up, saying he's better than Dame Willard. Please stop. Uh, Dude, but- speaking of winning picks weekly and player props, just bang the under for Westbrook and Kemba every night, dude. Just do yourself a favor and just hit gross. those others. <laughs> so gross, man. It's so gross. But hey, you you mentioned it. The resurgence of Julius Randle. Jules was ho- has been hooping this past week, man. The last three games, he's been on it, okay? And if you're like a Randle hater out there or whatnot, like you got to give him this proper this week. He's shooting over 40. He's shooting 46.3% from the field this week. Three-point shot hasn't come around. still 31%, but he's grabbing boards. He's making his free throws. He's shooting 76%, close to 77% from, uh, from, from the line, from the charity stripe. Grabbing 12 rebounds a game, my man. 12 Dude, rebounds a game. He's, he's averaging in the seven over. and seven assists. He's in the like, over on he, all of his props, Alex. All of them. Assists, rebounds, points, like all of them. He's eight threes. He's hitting overs on all of his props. He's been hooping, bro. Hooping. He's been averaging 22 points, man. Dude has been doing it. He's been killing it this week. He, you could see he's taking another step forward, uh, and trying to get back on track, man. And you even saw it when, Mark Berman asked him about the trade rumors the other day. Oh my God. And yo, if you haven't seen that video yet, you got to see Randall pressing the shit out of Berman. That shit was hilarious. He was like, who reported it? Who reported it? Who? Who? Like, dude, it's like, what? Well, Berman because was, Berman was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, because I mean, this is exactly what the quote unquote New York media does. They question you about unfounded rumors and then whatever you answer then becomes the story right so whatever julius randall would answer was to become the story he now happened to make it a joke and press berman which happens to be the theme of this knicks team this year right him and mitch robinson let's go Alex has his hands up right now he's, <laughs> he's hyped and i you could tell that it's become personal between Berman and the team. And it's become like, it, it, it used to be fun and kind of in jest, but uh, even Tibbs made a, a, a remark at him, you know, within the last year uh, yeah. about something just being kind of snide coming from Berman's spot. So I'm happy, dude. I'm happy. And I'm telling you, there, there's no coincidence. The New York Knicks and the, and the media and the owner, James Dolan, there's a very tight no connection there. And, Nobody, it's nobody says a word out of line. Nobody talks to anyone. Uh, nobody doesn't show up for media. And then the Knicks pay for it. Like that's not a thing that happens. Okay. And I've been telling you from day one, you have to look into it. The owner is sticking up for his player that he just extended and he doesn't care about the fans. So the one thing that you didn't mention is Julius Randle is doing all this in the midst of. The entire fan base wanting to trade him, booing him. Like, I'm telling you right now, I will, there's nobody more frustrated than me for Julius Randle getting that double tech, right? Uh, the other game, not only because I made me lose a bet on the Knicks, but also because, <laughs> dude, like the first tech was ridiculous and we were, we were on the way of a comeback and it just gets them hyped. Like, this is what the Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant, 
uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. This is what they get hyped on, and even Desmond Bain. And so you're just hyping them. You're you're fueling them. And to be honest, man, your team doesn't like your team. You don't have the dogs that you think you do. So it's it's just not going to work with you. And it made it. it We lost by twelve in like a blowout fashion because of that. And I don't know between the fans and not having a point guard. (laughs) To me. It, it, it's really impressive. And at the same time, he's letting RJ cook. And yeah. I, I want to get into RJ because imagine that Julius Randle was playing poorly when, when RJ Barrett was doing well, or that Julius Randle was quote unquote hogging the ball from RJ. He's doing the exact opposite. He's breaking the assist record. <laughs> he's breaking his own assist record every single week. He's really impressing. And I kind of called it as like a when Kobe got pissed off at the Lakers and the fan base when they said he shoots too much, right? And then the, the next game, right, he wouldn't shoot at all and he would just get rebounds and pass and do the little things and like refuse to even look at the hoop. I felt like Randall was doing that a little bit. And he made a point. He's like, dude, I can ball. He balled last year and he's balling this year. And he 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 had bad games. I agree. He, but RJ and Randall as a 1A, 1B with a point guard and the real center, like that's a huge team and the, and the shooting guard would be irrelevant there. You know what I mean? You could just throw in anyone, anyone like Steve Novak. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he could be, he would be the perfect shooting guard there. Just sit there and pop a three. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be reactional, but how can I be reactional? We're, we're not even in the playing game right now. So there's nothing really to like jump up and be like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm just coming off a big win. We come off a big loss. So. I, I I still trust in this RJ Randall thing. My issues really, dude, and I, I know we want to talk about how great RJ was, but the greatness of RJ is there because of he's doing it with no point guard. Like this is to me why he's so impressive because he's doing it without, you see him struggling for a basket. Like I'm joking around during uh, the Memphis game with like the people next to me and we're joking about how easy it is for John Moran to either get a basket or find Pelton for a wide open three because he makes it so easy, right? He makes the defense collapse and he changes them. RJ doesn't do that. RJ gets the ball and he's getting like, he's getting the best defender on him. Sometimes he's getting double teamed and his players aren't open. They're not moving around. They're not open. And he's able to get 30 plus points a game. He's able to keep Randall in the game. Honestly, despite not having a point guard, I want to talk about the point guard situation, but let me hear your thoughts on RJ, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, RJ last night was very impressive. This whole week, he's kind of been struggling a little bit from the sense of like a shooting standpoint, because even though he's averaging close to 24 points, he's shooting only 40% from the field, really just driving it in. He's shooting poorly from three-point range after having like a hot January shooting 27%. He was shooting close to 40% throughout all January. Doing better at the free throw line with 72.7%, uh, averaging five rebounds two assists like he's doing pretty well man like rj has been consistent and the fact that as you said could do it without a point guard both randall and rj whooped it randall had 32 points last night <laughs> seven assists and 16 rebounds okay granted went overtime so yeah we could know we know where they're gonna get some more points but same thing with rj rj had 36 points eight rebounds five assists these guys these guys have to be the playmakers and the scorers and the and the guys grabbing rebounds like they're asking to do so much and like I can get behind asking Julius Randle to do so much for this team, like as in like he's he's asked to do a lot, okay, and that's why when we look at him, we're judging him, and we know he's a third option. He's getting paid like a third option, and the only thing that I could say is that when he's playing like this, I don't have a gripe with him. Like if we're losing like we did it last night to the Lakers, it just shows you that hey, we don't have a guy that we know like a Malik Monk that could come out of nowhere and just get some buckets for you and help us stay in this game, right? Like that we don't have that, and that's really well, what the point was supposed to be. We. Yeah, that's another. That's a whole other story. I wish. Yeah, we're Monk. gonna get to I, that. Yeah. That's a whole other story. But like Malik Monk, I would say he's more consistent because he's a three level threat. IQ is not really there yet. IQ is developing other aspects of his game. Like we see, IQ has a mid range jumper, but Malik Monk is just different. And when you, just getting but, back to what I'm listen, saying is that listen, oh, IQ. If you told him to be Malik Monk, he could be Malik Monk. We just ask him to be something else. Yeah, and I think that's what the team needs at this point. Like the team needs a point guard. So they're like, you know what, IQ, you said you were a point guard. Let's work on you to get you to a point guard because why not invest in him and see what he can do at that position moving forward? But getting back to RJ, man, RJ's been hooping. Randall was hooping. 
last night against the Lakers. You thought we almost had it. Like, and even LeBron complimented like RJ for his style of play, you know, and, and not this over because I see it's going around Twitter and everyone's just making more than it actually is. He's just, you know, he said essentially what LeBron says that he has RJ stock. He believes in the kid. He's young. He's going to make mistakes, but he's a guy that's going to keep working. And he was told by somebody in his camp that this could be like the next dude. Now I'm not going to go that far. I'm not he told someone, no, no, he, he was back in the day, uh, playing, shooting around in Toronto or something. And yeah. he was a, he was a high school kid and he told his team, yo, who's this kid, RJ? He's good. Take a look at him. He could be the next big deal. So okay, he okay. was just trying to say that he, he always knew he scouted. Like that's, yeah, okay. that's what everyone okay. does, man. Everyone in the NBA, yeah. everyone in the media I was like, Oh yeah, I told you. I knew it. Like that's everyone's yeah. favorite thing to say. Yeah. And you know what? Like to that, like he went to Duke, said, bro. we all know. Hold on. And also just to add, and like, this is what I'm going to say. Just like, let's calm it down. And thank you for clarifying it. Just let's calm it all down because LeBron's also the same dude that said the Knicks should have drafted DSJ with Frank Nilakina. And honestly, both of them are just, they're just role players, man. It's not, let's not make too much out of it. But RJ, uh, unlike those guys that I just named, has shown that there is something there and that he's continuously growing. He's only 21 years old. He's just, he's now eligible to drink, right? He just, and, the fact I can't fifty minutes what, a game in L.A. versus LeBron and AD. Yo, he was guarding LeBron too. Like he was. He, the fact that he still put up thirty six points while having to guard LeBron. And sure, you for could an say, hour. Yeah, and you could <laughs> say, minutes, you could, bro, it's crazy. And you could say LeBron takes some possessions off to keep himself ready for like postseason action. But still, to take on LeBron James is no easy task. It's funny how LeBron's like, yeah, you know, my knee, my knee wasn't feeling it. But then he just does a reverse slam, like out of nowhere. It's like, okay, bro, oh, that that's that was a sick dunk. That was nasty, yo. The fact <laughs> he's still doing that, like, <laughs> I mean, the fact that he could do that at thirty-seven is just so impressive, bro. But regardless, RJ, man, awesome game from him. Awesome game from him. I mean, you you brought it up. You brought up Emmanuel quickly. I was really annoyed. I I get that he was struggling. Against uh, Reeves yesterday. What are you more annoyed about? Are you more annoyed that IQ d- didn't play or that Kemba Walker did play? Because I honestly, for me, if they're both a ten out of ten for me, and I can't decide what bothers me more. It's the Kemba fact- Walker played twenty five minutes yesterday. He stinks. I, I, I guess I finally saw that today. Some people are starting to come around and stuff like because I, I know I was like it was like Voldemort. I couldn't say his name. I, I had to say number eight. Because everyone would freak out at me if I said, you know, the guy on you from UConn with the game winner at, at the Garden from the Bronx stinks. I know I'm not allowed to say that. From Rice, but don't he's, forget Rice. He's bad. <laughs> he's bad, bro. Yeah, look, and we have reports coming out like that the Knicks are trying to move him. It's not. It's not not obvious at this point. Like we knew we had that short stint, and look, people are saying. You know, I even had people saying, you, you said Alec Burks is now you're coming back. To, I went back to Kemba Walker being that point guard that we're missing when he was on that hot stretch. And now I'm back on your side saying we got to move Kemba Walker once again. And like, like you and I, like we take in data and we process it and things change over the course of the season. And he has to go, man. And it stinks. Like, I wish, I wish he played better, but he's not playing better. After once he couldn't play at OKC because of his knee, you're now seeing that he's being tentative. He's not attacking the hole like he was during that hot stretch, but he has to go, man. And you asked the correlation between my more upset that IQ didn't play or Kimball Walker played. They both correlate with one another because IQ should have been in there for Kemba who played 24 minutes and IQ should not have had only five minutes because he was struggling. IQ can offer, even though he was struggling, you got to let some guys work it out. Tibbs is allowing Grimes to work it out. You got to let quickly work there. That makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes absolutely no game, sense. Bro. <laughs> makes no sense that you're allowing Grimes to go work it out uh, in some nights. And then you can't allow Emmanuel quickly to work it out. And, Look, even though Grimes only had 15 minutes last night, the fact that IQ oh, only nine. had five, the fact that oh, for IQ, nine, 15 minutes is tough. How do you even manage that? <laughs> yeah, uh, Grimes, 0 for 5. 0 for 5, you mean? Yeah, 0 for 5 is just rough. Yeah, and it was 0 for 4 from 3. Well, this together, right? Field goal. I know, and, uh, I know. I'm just saying, like, you're still, like, missing shots, bro. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> he's rough, missing man. shots. Like, he's missing layups. The, the, the one was a layup, right? Was that a two-hand uh, yeah, one, layup? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I still can't. I'm still in fury that Kemba passed it back when he had a clear path for a layup, man. I'm Dude, still, that, that, at the end there, that was really tough. That, that was and, I, really and, tough. and then he came back in. And then he came back in. I was like, yo, 
word? Like put this is where you put Emmanuel quickly back in when you see a missed layup, like open clear. Although Russ, tough. although Russ was shady right there, putting the hands on the back. Like, come on, Russ. You know, you know, come on, Russ. You know that ain't That's right. Fine. Eh, eh, you know, you know, Kemba hurt as knees. Come on. Uh, knee, knee He's a veteran in the game. He's allowed to do that. But eh. dude, Kemba has to get off the squad. He can't play defense. The thing is, he's not. I, I, I don't. I think it's disingenuous to say his knee. OKC. I always knew it. He's washed up. I don't think that's the case. I just think number one, he doesn't fit on this team, yeah. and he's playing on eggshells. And he just needs to. He would be great on the Lakers. Go in there, shoot a couple threes, yeah. don't play defense, and, and and go sit on the bench. Like, don't worry about it. Or even on the on the Nets, he'd be good on the Nets right now. Or Clippers, show man. up. Or the Clippers, like you've been saying, like he 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 needs that kind of situation. And, and I think you mentioned that. Go ahead. No, I think I think the Clippers was like the best spot for him because we just had Woj, you know, report where Eric Bledsoe got traded, and in return, I, uh, let me pull it up the entire deal. Your boy, and, Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, get that guy out of here. Uh, I'm glad that that deal wasn't going to happen. Uh, if, if we had to do Kemba for Bledsoe, I was going to cry. Um, so, <laughs> so you're saying Clippers? It could be blood. It could be uh, Kemba for Reggie Jackson, but then we'd have and they're about the same contract, a little bit more. But uh, that that trade would be successful, I think. That um, trade would be successful. I think the thing is, what do the Knicks want to do at this point? Like, how far are they trying to? Um, how far I mean, are they? Are they still trying to be competitive for the playoffs? Because of the way I look at it at this point, man, would you give up a pick? Would you give up a pick in Kemba for for Reggie? I mean, no matter uh, what, he makes the team better. He does make the team better, and you have him for another. But are you season. worried about his rotation minutes? Because he's going to be forced to play, you know, like 30, uh, 25, 30 minutes a night on the Knicks. Like, is that what you're worried about? I'm I'm just worried about like what's the direction of this team moving forward, right? Like, I have no issue with Reggie Jackson. Are we? What are we playing for at this point? Are we trying to get into the plan? A play in, like, of course. We're trying to we're trying to win games, bro. I get that, but I mean, I'm fine. With, I'm fine with Reggie Jackson. I don't think the Clippers are going to trade him because he's in the starting rotation at this point. I don't think he's leaving. The way I look at it, after this after this trade, if you had if you said Bledsoe was still on that team, maybe, but there's no way they got they're going to give up Reggie because yeah. I don't think Burks kind of fits more on that squad. Yeah, but the thing is, like, the Clippers need a backup point guard. Because as of right now, if you look at the depth chart, they have Norman Powell playing point guard. That ain't happening. He's not playing point guard. He's not. Dude, playing I wish the Knicks guard. got Norman Powell. I don't know why we didn't oh, snag man. him, but whatever. Look, he got. He did what he did. He got the bag over in Portland. Now he's going to be playing with uh, Kawhi and PG when he come when they come back. But the trade, just so we know, is Eric Bledsoe, Justin Win- Justin Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a future second round pick to the Trailblazers for Norman Powell and Robert Covington. If the Knicks are looking to get something in return just to get Kemba off to open up playing time. I think the move would be, I think it's going to be like a very low key move that the Knicks can just wave a player, or just not play a player. And the person that I think of is Serge Ibaka. I think the Knicks would just do uh Kemba for Serge and get a second round pick from the Clippers in return. Uh Because even I though I love Serge Ibaka, I think that's, I think that is a trade that's going to happen. Inspiring too. Yep. So he only has one year deal. So that way you don't have to resign him. You don't really have to play him. You, you can get all the young guys minutes. He's just kind of more veteran depth. I think that's the move. Uh, if the, cause it, I just look at it, man. Uh, if I'm trading with the Lakers, I'm going to try and push for that, uh, that pick. And they probably also want Burks too, but I don't, uh, no, no, I'm saying like if the way I'm, I, I know we're talking about the Clippers, but I know you, you mentioned the Lakers. You mentioned other teams. I'm just saying like if we were trying to do a deal uh, with the Lakers. They're trying to get rid of Westbrook, man. There's no way. Like, he got benched oh, in the no, fourth. We're not touching. We're not touching. I, I'm, so that's why I think that's just not like the only way we're taking Westbrook is if we're moving or not like 40A, Burks, all those guys over there, because we're that not. would make sense for them. But I wouldn't want to do that. And I don't think the Knicks want to do that because if he comes here, everyone who, who thinks that's going to help, it won't help because you're talking about a high usage player, has the ball in his hands, doesn't really space the floor. And then you're going to have him, Randall and RJ on the same court. That just sounds gross. Like if you <laughs> if you hated last year's team uh, because of the offense of the starting unit, you'll hate it twice as much Dude. because Peyton at least gave up the ball. Russ would not. So I'd rather have Alfred Payton over Kemba Walker. I don't care who knows it. I literally don't care. Alfred Payton would be better on this team. Than I don't think you're Kemba alone Walker. in that thought. It's I don't obvious. think you're. I don't think you're alone in that thought because as of right now, Kemba hasn't really offered much in the last stretch of games, and that's why you know reported by Mark Berman. The Knicks are looking to move him and to create roster space. And I think the Clippers makes the most sense because 
they don't have a backup point guard. Like they're not going to try to rely on Luke Kennard. They have Reggie Jackson. Like, like as much as I like Luke Kennard as a player, he's a Brooks shooting guard though. more so. Burks can do it. Burks. I mean, we watch Burks, man. We're not. I don't think anyone. I mean, wants Burks that. can do it with Kawhi and and Paul George rather than RJ yes. and Randall. Sure, it just and works can, different. Yeah, it, it just works different. But I think they also want him more as a bench piece. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Kemba's that guy just because if you want someone who can still organize, be able to ball dominant and lead a second unit and get himself going and going downhill and just be a focus of it, that makes more sense, in my opinion, for uh, for Kemba because he just doesn't fit here. And they can use him for one more season, see what else he offers. Um, so that's my thought. Him, Kemba for Surge because the contracts match and we got a second round pick in return because it's low value. Uh, I just wouldn't do that if I was the Clippers, so... Huh? You wouldn't do that if you were the Clippers? No way. Why would I want to get rid of an expiring contract and a draft pick for Kemba Walker? He's not, because, doesn't fix anything. Does he play defense? He's not, he's not going to be a point guard for more than 20 minutes a game. He can't play back to backs. He's not going to be efficient in the playoffs. Like, why in the hell would I do that? That's why I'm like, all right, sounds good. But if I'm the Clippers, yeah, it, I'm not even, I'm, I'm closing that phone. Here's the thing. They just got Rocco, right? So if you got Robert Covington, I don't think you're playing Serge Ibaka. I think, and you got Zubac, you got all these other guys, you got all these other bit. Like I know Roko's Roko's not even like really a big, but he's been playing essentially a big for his, his entire <laughs> career right now. So at that point, and you also have uh what's his name? Um, oh my God, who do they play small ball with? I can't even think of his name right now, but they got enough bigs out there where I think they would move on from Serge. I don't see him just getting minutes at this point. And so why not just move him? And just bring in something that you do need as a point guard. That's just my thought. Okay. Just sniff. You 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 have to pay what another eight million next season. I think the Clippers are okay with with that. I, I mean, Serge's Serge's is an expiring contract. That's something I would want to keep on the books. Nick Batum, Nicholas Batum. That's the other. That's the other. Uh, I wouldn't do that, but that sounds fantastic for the Knicks. And, no, and, I'm not and saying another... you trade Nicholas Batum. I'm saying they have Nicholas Batum, Zubac, no. United, no, Robert saying, Covington. Yeah. It's fantastic for the Knicks to get Serge Ibaka and a pick for Kemba Walker would be amazing. But what I'm reading, what I'm seeing is. Nobody's giving more than a second round pick for Kemba Walker, which yeah, and that's it. I, I agree with that. Like, if you like, but you obviously have to get the the books to match. But I wouldn't give up anything for him if I was another team. Consult me. I watch all the games, guys. Call me. I'll let you know. Shh. Do not do not trade Shh. all stop, that stop, nonsense. Stop. You got, you're trying to get him. All, you're trying to get some value in return, man. You don't want to leave this man. Shh. Be quiet. But yeah, Be quiet. they don't we'll need to see. know. We have more trade rumors too, man. We have. Well, Yo. Uh, you want to go ahead? Go ahead. Tell us about tell us about our boy this Mitch because we got to get this, us to Mitch in the centers, man. Yeah, and this is interesting for you because your team uh, has a this, no, not your team, but your boy Isaiah Stewart is on this team, and the Pistons, according to Ian Begley, you know the magic, as you say, the the Magic Johnson of uh, reporting for the New York Knicks. So there's got to be some where well, there's smoke, there's fire when uh, Begley's reporting it because Begley's not out there just saying stuff. So apparently, the Pistons are in, are some of the teams who are interested in Mitchell Robinson. Uh, the question is, do they want to make a push for him in the offseason or are they trying to make a push for him right now before the trade deadline? Because they believe Mitch, who is 23 years old, fits the same timeline as Cade Cunningham, you know, Sadiq Bey. This has got a young squad, so he would fit that timeline. And the question is, are the Knicks interested in moving Mitch because Tom Thibodeau has praised him right now. You know, he's putting pressure offensively around the rim. You have to, you have to be on the lookout for Mitch, especially as a lob. He's finishing through contact as well around the rim on offense. Defense, he's been very good being able to pick up guys in the pick and roll. You see how he's able to throw guys off like John Morant the other night, uh, against the Grizzlies. Ja didn't shoot really well. He still makes it, he still obviously makes an impact on the game, but you have Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson there protecting the rim. So it just shows you Mitch's value and how much he's improved as a player. It's just weird because if Tibbs, values rim protection would you want to move a guy who's doing really well and is makes a big impact on defense when he's healthy how he's playing right now even he himself says he's not he's only 75 percent. he's not 100 percent yet do you still want to keep mitch on this team because he'd still be a i think you could still get him for like four years 10 mil still have him on as a reasonable contract because he doesn't really have much of an offensive game other than being a lob threat but would you want to make a move and do like a sign and trade this offseason with the Pistons or even try to trade for Isaiah Stewart because I'd have to presume that you're getting Isaiah Stewart back in return if you're giving up Mitch. There's no way you're giving up a center and we're relying on Nerlens Noel and Jericho Sims still on a two-way contract 
that, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The, the first question I would ask in that scenario is what else? Right. So you're obviously upgrading Mitch to Isaiah Stewart, different kind of player. You're saying it fits with your system, fits with your timeline. Sounds great. But what are the Knicks getting from that? And if you're going to give me Jeremy Grant on that, now we're talking because I don't want to give up Mitch Robinson, especially because we saw yesterday and we've saw all season what happens when Noel's in the game. He stinks. What happens when Taj is in the game more than five minutes? He can't, he doesn't, he, they figure him out. He just can't do it. And so if we're switching out Mitch for Isaiah Stewart, and like you said, Mitch is up for an extension and it could be pretty cheap, especially because of, you know, his kind of one-sided, you know, he, he, he can't put his back to the hoop. He, he, he basically just slop. Pick, he's not no face, no face up game. <laughs> No face-up game, not in shape half the year, is injury-prone. Like, this, this, you know, he's not a max player by any stretch of the means, but he's perfect for the Knicks, and he's perfect for any team trying to run this type of, like, Dallas, you know, old-school Dallas with Tyson Chandler defense, whether it's the Knicks right now, whether it's even, like, uh, Milwaukee with a type of, like, you know, center, you know, mix up, whether it's Al Horford, like this is the new type of center. And I mean, we saw a little bit of Mitch able to hit that corner three, right? But obviously he's not going to do that in the game, but it's something he's working on. He's young. If we're going to get Jeremy Grant and Isaiah Stewart for Mitch Robinson, unlike Alec Burks, I can get on board. However, if the Pistons are calling the Knicks, for Mitch Robinson, I'm going to answer with like, all right, but we have Noel. Like we have, like, I know you want Mitch, but we're not going to give up Mitch. He's our guy. He's our second round draft pick. We're going to resign him. However, what do you, what would you give us for Nerlens Noel? Who kind of plays the same role, looking for a change of scenery, already got paid. There's a club option in two years, so you don't have to worry about that. So he's kind of locked up in Detroit for the next two and a half years. That's what, that's, that's how I would approach it because I kind of think the Knicks have to live and die by Mitch at this point. Like if we mm-hmm. sign Mitch and he gets hurt, it's just, we just got to eat it. We just got to take it. It's not going to be a crazy extension. It's not going to eat our books, especially with the collective bargaining agreement, you know, raising the only issue I have with Mitch Robinson, man, especially off the court is, is he waiting for the collective bargaining agreement and salary cap to go up and he's going to ask for too much. But I think the extension is like, is capped at a certain point anyway. Yeah, but if he's unrestricted, then becomes unrestricted, and he can get anything. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm. Wor- I'm just worried about his mentality off the court at this point. Like we, because if, if he's not going to resign and he's going to want too much, and we're not going to afford him, I'm going to be so annoyed if we just lose Mitch Robinson for nothing. And I I, it, it's starting to creep into my mind, Alex. That 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 notion of like losing Mitch for nothing, and we don't get comp picks you know in the nba like this it could be really bad if we lose him for nothing a second round pick that came out of nowhere that killed it that could have been traded for superstars for the last you know two years and even until this deadline could be traded for something and then we lose him for nothing that would really hurt well there was that rumor that they wanted uh the year for wanzo ball was like mitch picks and like we didn't like we could have had not wanzo uh lamello lamello ball like remember that Two years ago. So if that's the case and we lost him for nothing, I'd be pretty fucking pissed. But, uh, looking at it, right? You look at Jeremy Grant. He's 20 million. You look at Isaiah Stewart. He's making three million. So if you extended Mitch, you were thinking somewhere along, I think somewhere along the 10 million dollar, 10 million annually range, somewhere around there. And the cap is projected to be, yeah. And the cap is projected to go up to 121 next season. So. Maybe It'd be really cheap if you work us. if you if you work on some inflation, it's probably like twelve million, right? We, we, Listen, talk about if we get Mitch for ten to twelve, we killed it. Yeah, for sure. And it would be it would definitely be a sign trade. There's no way the Knicks are not going to offer him a contract and let him walk. He'd get offered a contract to then invoke that restricted free agency, right? And then it'd be from there if they wanted to do a sign and trade, they'd probably do a sign and trade if they really wanted to get uh right. Isn't that how that works? I, no. So there's no. A sign and trade is mostly an agreement with the next team, right? That the Knicks will. Be, it's basically like a bird right situation. So we'll be able to sign him here, and he'll be a relief on on Detroit's cap. 
You know what I'm saying? Going forward. But in those cases, like Mitch has to agree kind of, you know, not yes. really because he's not going to have a no trade clause, but like he kind of has to agree. Like, why would I sign this and agree to get traded right away? Right. But because I'm just saying all if they you have get to do really signed. You have to wait until uh, December or so to get traded. Like as we saw with Julius Randle, right? That's why we have to wait till February 3rd for him right. officially to get traded. Right. But I'm just talking about the mechanics, right? So like, I think all the Knicks have to do is just offer a contract first, just to invoke the restricted free agency, right? So that way he wouldn't become an unrestricted free agent. Oh, he's, so a, he's just an unrestricted free agent. Oh, you're he's right. Because he was a second. That's right. You're right. Uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, right. he's not. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm trying right. to say. He's, right. he's, Mitch Robinson is just an unrestricted free agent. That's you're what I'm right. trying to say. You're right. So you're right. if you want to do right. a sign you're and right. trade, he's going to have to have a say in going to Detroit. Like, you know what I'm saying? None of that makes any sense to me. So if, if the Knicks are trying to move on from Mitch, because they don't see a future with him, and we get Jeremy Grant back, and Isaiah Stewart could fill in that role, I could see it. However, yeah. if I'm the Knicks, I'm just like, yo, have you heard of Nerlens Noel, though? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that's, that's how I would answer that phone call. That's a fact. Now, you're right. You're right. I was I, for some. I forgot that he was a second-round pick, and he wasn't a first-rounder, which that would, there, that's where the RFA would come. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad on that. Uh, but yeah, so I would... That's tough. So if the Knicks wanted to get that type of package in return, then they'd have to make that type of move now. So if they wanted to get Jeremy Grant and Isaiah Stewart, you're probably looking at moving contracts like Mitch. Burks. Uh, I don't know about Burks, probably Fournier. Cause he's got 17. He has more money to match. I just can't see form. the Knicks trading Fournier. I, but I'm I, just saying, can we, get, can we get into this? Can we get into this? Because I, yeah, I don't think I, he, I know, he trade I know either, you were either. off the Fournier train early, but he's breaking records and we just signed him. How can you trade him for uh, on on a sell deal after 50, 53 games? No, I agree. How? How? I agree. You can't. But I'm just saying to get if you want Jeremy Grant in return, if it's not Isaiah Stewart and Mitch straight up, then you're going to have to include someone who has substantial contract, like Fournier, who has 17 on the book, 17 and a half, which is closer to Grant's 20. If you want to get Grant and Isaiah Stewart back. That's the contract that matches. I don't think Randall's getting traded. I don't think Fournier is getting traded, which is why the Pistons being interested in Mitch is very interesting because I don't know who outside Isaiah Stewart where those contracts match. I don't know who else you're, you're moving in that deal to to do that. I'm saying, like, well, Burks and Mitch would work for for Grant and and Stewart. Those contracts it? match, yeah. What so, it? It, I mean, you're talking about eleven. You're talking about eleven, and then it'd be eleven. You could for, throw in Kemba in there too. Pretty sure uh, that. Works. Yeah, yeah. So if that, yeah, if you throw in Kemba, then those three for those for those two, yeah, then that that yeah, that, that works. works. That works. So uh, there's a way to get it there. I just I just wouldn't do it. I agree with you. I don't think Fournier is getting traded unless something crazy happens. I don't think that Noel. I, I mean, I would love Noel to get traded. I don't think that Randall's getting traded. The only, the only center. I kind of like that's around. Are you saying Isaiah Stewart's available? That's cool. I would love him on the squad, but it has to be for Noel and make that match somehow. The only, like, there's no really, like, Mobamba, he's going to be an, an, a free agent for Orlando. They're obviously not going to resign him if we can snag him early. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, and before everyone freaks out, it's not like Cam Reddish, right? So Cam Reddish is here. He's already, his club. Already exercised for next year. So he is on a two year deal. He's allowed to have an offseason. If we trade for somebody like Mobamba, then he'd have to play, right? To see what he got, or at least in the practice. So we see what he can do. I just, I really regret the Noel trade, the Noel trade, the Noel signing. I really regret. Yeah, hindsight's 2020. <laughs> the Kemba Walker signing. Hindsight's 2020. <laughs> those are the two. Those are the two. Like the other ones are fine. Like Fournier's fine. Yeah. Alec Burks is fine. Yep. I'm worried about losing Mitch though, because at some point we're going to have to make this decision. And dude, it's, it's in four days. Like it's in four days, whether or not we're going to sign Mitch in the offseason or he's going to leave us. Or maybe we could like have a sweet deal with the sign and trade, but yeah. that's, you know, 5%, 10% chance. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that 100%. Well, there's one more thing I got to bring up, John, and this is completely different. Then uh, trade talks. People are getting upset, man. Knicks fans are getting oh. upset. We traded for a guy. Speak of, actually, this is kind of relevant to a trade. We traded for a guy earlier on before the trade deadline. One man named uh, Cam Reddish, and he hasn't been getting uh, playing yeah, time. 
the fans are out here getting a little uh, irritated that he hasn't been getting any minutes. I must say, relax. The trade deadline hasn't happened yet, so it's cool. It. What, Mark, what's, relax. What's relax? Relax. <laughs> a little Mitch Robinson. <laughs> relax. <laughs> relax. <laughs> but I also like. I also look at Cam as he's not going to be a savior. I look at. I want Cam to play. I'm waiting until the deadline to really be irritated if he's not getting playing time <laughs> then, because as of right now, you, we talked about it last week, man. There's not enough space for him to get playing time. Exactly. And. Just throwing somebody in a rotation who hasn't learned the playbook yet fully to an extensive level where you can feel confident out there. It just doesn't make sense, man. It just doesn't make sense. And also, like, I get wanting to evaluate this guy. Just wait until the trade deadline. This guy was out in Atlanta and Atlanta made the evaluation like Herder. Uh, was it Hunter? They'd rather have Bogey, Gallo. All these guys were over him. If this kid was so nasty, they would never have signed any of these guys. Okay? And actually, after he gets traded and Kevin Knox is down there, they went on a seven-game winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that saying? <laughs> Listen, man, he, he was he was known to be an issue in the Atlanta locker room. There's a lot of issues in the Atlanta locker room, right? Whether it's Trey Young's dad yelling about John Collins, whether he's yelling about Cam Reddish, there's been issues going on. So remember... They are the ones that gave a club exercise option on Cam Reddish and then had to trade him, right? So they're the ones that are kind of in a bind here. And we gave up Kevin Knox. Like, that should ring a bell in everybody's brain. Like, no team is trading for getting Kevin Knox back and giving you a starting five rotation player or even starting 10 rotation player. It just doesn't make sense, right? Nope. It doesn't make sense. So there has to be something other than, oh my God, Tibbs is the worst coach. How could he not play Cam Reddish? This is ridiculous. For who? Right? Like you, like Tibbs said it. You're saying it right now, Alex. For who? You want him to play point guard? No. Do you want him to go in for RJ who's playing 50 minutes? No. Do you want him to play over Grimes? No. Are, are been about, <laughs> yeah, Fournier is, is breaking records for the NBA, for the Knicks. No, Do, are, are you just mad that IQ is not in, and so you're just kind of like projecting that anger to another player? Maybe I, I, I don't I don't know like why why everyone is all of a sudden so obsessed with getting Cam Reddish minutes. He, like you said, Alex, we are playing for a playing game this year. He signed for us till next year. We have the trade deadline now. You don't just walk. You don't just come in here and walk into Tibbs' rotation because he's a real NBA coach. It's not because he's a bad coach. Like you're misconstrued because he's a real NBA coach, and you don't walk onto the Knicks as a, a as a guy who's getting traded for the twelfth man and then be like, "Oh, perfect. Here we go. You want some starting minutes?" It just doesn't work like that. So I'm really I'm really starting to get agitated at the Tibbs can't figure out rotations. Tibbs stinks. The only thing I agree with you there is I have no idea why Kemba Walker starting. However, the minute he benched Kemba Walker and he took him out of the rotation, everyone was crying, real tears from their face on, on all media saying, how can Tim do this? He's the worst coach. He brought in Kemba. He's not starting him anymore. Not even the players and anymore. Real tears. In. Yeah, he had players. Real tears. Come- and now oh. we're pissed that he's playing Kemba Walker and he's benching IQ. So. I don't know, man. There's just so much of back and forth. The only thing I'm mad about is this Kemba thing. The Kemba Reddish, just hang out. And we'll, here, we'll either get you to a spot for the five minutes per game that you're desperately clamoring for, so you can do that step back, you know, behind the back three pointer with your eyes closed, no problem. But for now, I'm just annoyed with the point guard situation. Look, shout out to the Ringer uh, for uh, their NBA show podcast. Uh, High, uh, was it upside high with uh, Kyle J. Mann and Jonathan Charks. They brought, they talked about Cam Reddish too. They also did one on on RJ Barrett. Awesome, listen to. Highly recommend that one. But they they discussed uh, Cam Reddish. They discussed his his time in Atlanta. Apparently, uh, Cam this before the season even started went into the front office, asked for more playing time, and front office was like. What have you done to deserve more playing time? You're not even doing anything in the role that you were given to show that you should be rewarded more playing time, a, a bigger role in this offense, you know? And 
I agree with that. And so if he's not playing here and he wasn't getting it down there, I get that we're trying to make an evaluation. I would like to see Cam get evaluated post this deadline. I don't think one season's enough. I think we got to see what he is right now and get more, as much data as we can on this kid. So once the trade deadline comes, if he's not playing, I'm going to be right there saying, yo, this kid needs to play. But the fact that he's not in here right now, he hasn't done anything to deserve a massive role. Okay. And he as a player has to accept that as well. Go train, go practice, get the limited minutes like Grimes has gotten, like Quickly's gotten, like Obi's getting, like work with what you're getting first. Show that you're good at what you're getting first. And then you can earn more. If you got, for all you 2K heads out there, you know, like mm-hmm. instead of buying virtual credit and just becoming this all star, if you actually go through the whole process, you know that, all right, coach puts me in for about five minutes, for 10 minutes, all this stuff. You work off the bench. Cam's got to do that too. All right. And let's not forget. And I know I said, I thought he went to the G League. I apologize that misspoke. I read something wrong, heard her incorrectly. He's never went down to the G League. Fine. But you know what is true? He did have to work on his shooting mechanics. When he came to the league, he was not doing well. You know what? All fa- most fans in Atlanta were saying, send Cam to the G League. They were they were screaming this on a nightly basis when he was drafted that season. Hey, man. Hey, man. People and, were screaming for RJ Barrett to go to the G League, too. I'll never forget that. Yeah, there's a different story with RJ, though. <laughs> <laughs> different story for RJ. Di- different when RJ is, like, actually putting up some games, earning his minutes, putting in that rotation. He's also a top three draft pick. Sure, Cam's also a top draft pick, but Cam legit was getting playing time his, <laughs> his rookie season. And it's just like, yo, what is happening out here? Like it, it was even more mind boggling. It, it's more mind boggling than uh, RJ's situation ever was. So just saying relax, like relax. Let's put it all in perspective. If he becomes a really good role player, Nick's hit. If, if he becomes more than that, Nick's super hit. But let's all be patient. Let's wait until the trade deadline. Let's see what happens then. We know the Knicks are trying to move guys to open up the rotation. Be patient. The fact they didn't get a few minutes in last night's game against the Los Angeles Lakers, it's not a big deal. Really not. He's not going to go in there and help us win. He, he wasn't going to do that. Yeah. I'm way more annoyed about I'm way more annoyed about IQ playing. I'm not that annoyed about Noel playing because Mitch played 30 minutes, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he has Gobert and the Joker coming up. So I'm not that I'm not that upset about ice. You know, you see him walking around with his head shaking. You know, because he's tired. Like he's tired. Like he can't hold his head straight. That's how I'm glad they brought that up. I'm glad they brought that up. He's got the Joker. He's got Rudy Gobert coming up. So let's talk about it, man. Back we had back. Danny B. We had Danny B on this show. Great episode. Check it out if you haven't. That dropped Friday. So John, we're not going to redo the entire slate again. We we already did that. If you guys missed it, go back and check it out. But how do you feel for this upcoming week, man? I'm feeling the same way as I said on 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 last spot. I, I, the Trailblazers game is the only thing that look is looking appetizing at this point. Um, we got to be Denver. That's gonna be tough, bro. Yeah, to put- Denver. Denver has a tough schedule. The Jazz, there's no chance. There's no I like I. I'm sorry. Like, here's the one thing: the last we, time we if, if we had Austin chance, Rivers, maybe there was a chance against the Jazz, but we don't have Austin <laughs> Rivers. That's a fact. But this, the last time me and you agreed that the Knicks had no chance to win a game, that was Milwaukee, and we we put up a fight in that game. We did. So, <laughs> I hope that These we both prime time no games, against though. the Jazz. <laughs> we both say we have no chance against the Jazz, and we show up a little bit and, and, and pull it close. But I'm gonna give up. I'm still gonna give us a Denver win. I'm still okay. gonna give us a Denver win. But dude, at the same time, the one thing about the Jazz or the Yaz, <laughs> as some <laughs> like to say, is they are having internal issues. So. Besides the fact that they have injuries and whatnot, they're having issues between their one A and one B star. That could show up, right? That could show up versus versus a hungry team like the Knicks. Like if the Knicks played like they did yesterday, right? And they're actually like they need a win. We have to play perfect. We have to play perfect. You know what, dude? They really impressed. They went to overtime though. They really impressed me. They have to play an hour. Dude, the thing is that the Knicks have to play perfect. The Knicks team play perfect against the Lakers, and the Lakers are a bad team. Let's put this all in perspective. Not Lakers with are a bad team. Not with LeBron, but they didn't have our guy Melo coming off the bench shooting last night, who yeah, is Malik. the best shooter they got on that team. So, oh come on, Malik Monk is the best shooter they got. Him and Mel- yes, facts. Malik Monk <laughs> and Melo are the best shooters they got. Facts. Yeah. I'll give you that. But I'm just saying, it's the Lakers are a bad team. Nuggets. And especially the Utah Jazz are not. 
If you got faith, the Knicks need to play perfect, perfect, perfect games. They need to play defense. And they have been. The thing is that they've, they've been playing defense. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. They've gotten when better they defense, at playing defense. The games. Yeah. But like, it's, it's tough when the point, when you can just like switch off to get to the point, the point guard off ball. That's why they took IQ out, by the way. Like, that's why they took him out because he just wasn't able to hang on defense. Neither was Kemba, but they kept putting him back in. But that's why Alec Burks played a lot. Like yeah. Alec Burks could hang with the with 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 the big with the big guys. You know, yeah, he's six six. I mean, he's six six. We're talking about small guards. IQ Kemba. We're talking about small guards. Don't really have that type of wingspan or height. But to match. it's a big deal that he can guard on ball, Facts. even though we obviously take a shot on offense. You know, putting Burks in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's fact. really interesting for for teams that are, are 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 trying to get over the hump. Like I think Alec Burks is a way more important piece than we are able to see on this Knicks oh, team right man. now. Oh man! Like if we just think uh, as about of right what he now, did for us yeah. last year, oh one hundred. Like that's I, what he could do for a real team right now, trying to get over the hump. Look, bro, we discussed this when we were talking about trades, and I've always been on Alex Burks. Like he's not getting traded movement because he offers length defensively, even though he's not the best defender, and he's our best isolation scorer. I just don't yeah. see. No, RJ, but now I can see him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah facts. RJ's our best. He, he he could once he starts taking it right and left. And first of all, this whole art like every time RJ like finishes something, I just want to hold my hand up like this, like you know, like the hand of God. Like I don't know how he's doing these off the glass, like twelve feet Yo. off. But they're they're sick. Like I don't know how he's doing it. Yeah, he is. That slam yesterday. That slam yesterday the slam was, was sick too, dude. That picture is. on LeBron and that that's just like. Okay, I'm a huge John Sarks fan. He's my favorite player growing up. I got a signed jersey, everything. We know this. But, like, he didn't dunk on Michael Jordan. So, like, it's so funny when... <laughs> I know. So, like, yesterday, RJ Barrett dunked on LeBron. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same exact picture. Like, he's behind You him. really are trying to aggravate that Knicks, uh, Knicks fan base today. Stop. <laughs> Don't do no, that. No, <laughs> I'm just speaking the truth, man. I'm just here to speak the truth out. Look, man, we like to live in a dream, all right? We're Knicks fans. We love living in a dream world, okay? Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you one thing about that, a really interesting fact. The only reason that became the dunk on Jordan is because the, the what was it, Tops or Fleer, whoever had the NBA cards, yeah. made a, a card and they took Jordan out of that of that picture, which made it like, oh, okay, so this is dunk on Jordan. That's why I'm like, you know, I was like, that's why this is a big deal. And so I just, that narrative is so funny. And if that's the case, if, if Starks dunked on Jordan, then RJ dunked on LeBron yesterday. I don't give a damn. It's the same exact picture. So. <laughs> chuck, chuck that out to an RJ on LeBron. Oh, man. I think on that, <laughs> that's a good place to end it, man. We'll end it on that hype right there. We're going to end this podcast right there. Good stuff as always, John. Everyone, you know what it is. Thank you for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Chats, etc. podcast. If you're, if you're not subscribed to this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave us a comment. That helps oh so greatly. We're also on YouTube now, so make sure to look for Knicks, Jets, etc. Subscribe to that page with the notification bell. That way you know when new episodes drop. And whenever you watch a video, make sure to hit that like button. Also, you can leave a comment too on the YouTube, all right? We will engage with you. We like, we like to get into the mix of the discussions We'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions and while you're over there check out winning picks weekly john video producer greg go down the nfl slate they're about to get into some nba betting guys we got super bowl next week you need to know about your prop bets money lines spreads so forth come on these guys got it these guys will hold you down make sure to go check out that episode when it drops next week also please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms we're on facebook twitter instagram tiktok you name it we are there there Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. We out. Let's go, Knicks. Hopefully win a game. Sometime soon.